Lindell TV is pleased to present the Sentinel Report with your host, Alex Newman. Alex has written for a wide array of publications in the United States and abroad. He currently serves as a contributor to Epoch Times and foreign correspondent and senior editor for the New American Magazine. Alex is the author of several books and has been a guest on countless radio and television programs and is a much sought after conference speaker. Alex is best known for his reporting and research that has exposed the dangers and agenda of globalism. As the father of five children, Alex is working to defend faith, family, and freedoms from the hostile philosophies and ideas that are contrary to the Bible and the United States Constitution. And now, here is your host, Alex Newman. Welcome, everybody, to the Sentinel Report. I'm your host, Alex Newman. We have a lot for you today. We'll start with a Bible verse. This comes out of James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Um, good reminder, right? All the good things in life, they all come from God. Uh, also, our partners over at Noble Gold Investments, they want you to know that silver's appeal lies in its rarity and aesthetic worth, but its importance in today's economy and technology may surprise you. Uh, silver is used in a wide variety of technological devices and energy sources like solar panels. That's why securing your financial future with a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is such a brilliant idea. This month, every qualifying silver IRA of $20,000 or more it comes with a magnificent silver eagle bullion coin you can visit noblegoldinvestments.com to learn more can't go wrong with noble gold investments uh, but obviously there's always a risk to all investments and there's no guarantees of any kind all right folks on the news front a lot going on today uh this week there have been some really interesting hearings in congress i want to show you a few clips from those let's start with an interesting exchange between senator josh hawley and attorney general merrick garland uh, turns out the fbi agents in Involved in the clownish raid of Donald Trump's house, didn't actually want to participate in that atrocity. Uh, turns out uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general for the Biden regime and the Department of Justice, overruled them. Watch. Um, <clears throat> attorney General Garland, you said in our last exchange that it's your practice to defer to FBI agents in the field. I was interested, given your answer, to read in this morning's Washington Post that the FBI is saying that you overruled them when it came to raiding ex-President Trump's personal residence. Washington Post reports this morning showdown before the raid <clears throat> that senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted doing so as too combative. These field agents wanted to shutter the criminal investigation altogether, but they were overruled by Maine DOJ. I've skimmed that article. It is not, that's not an accurate reflection of what the article says, and I'm not able to comment on the investigation. Um, my comment earlier was about tactics uh, on the ground in particular wait, cases. Wait, 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 wait. You said it's not an, I'm, I'm reading to you from the article, quote, Senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted the plan as too combative and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to seek his property, according to four people, end quote. There is often a robust discussion, and in the end, and it's encouraged among investigators and prosecutors. But yes, and you made the decision. I did. 
That's right. You said you did. No, I'm sorry. What I said was I approved the decision. So you didn't make the decision to raid? I approved the decision to seek a search warrant after probable cause was overruling the FBI agents who did not want to do so. Did you talk about this with the White House? The memorandum does not that Washington Post article does not say what you're saying. I'm sorry. And I'm not able to describe this in any further. Mr. Chairman, I'll just ask that this entire article be entered into the record. Without objection. And we can read for ourselves. I invite people to go and look. It says exactly that FBI field agents did not want to conduct the raid and they were overruled by DOJ. So it doesn't seem to me, Attorney General, that the FBI has a lot of confidence in you because what they're doing clearly is trying to distance themselves from your decisions. They're out there leaking left, right, and center and saying it wasn't us. We didn't want to do it. Yeah, pretty powerful stuff. Uh, I think somebody needs to be holding Merrick Garland accountable. That would be really nice, although maybe accountability is not what we expect anymore from our government. It's still important. Uh, more uh, from that hearing, uh, Senator Lee, Mike Lee of Utah, one of the best performers on the Freedom Index uh, in terms of how their votes line up with the Constitution, uh, he grilled Garland on their spying on Americans. Uh, he said on Twitter that the feds shouldn't have the power to spy on Americans without a warrant under Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It actually expires at the end of this year. And Senator Lee is part of a growing bipartisan coalition of senators who don't want to reauthorize it without substantial reforms. Uh, Reagan, can we play that clip? Add all this up with the fact that by the end of this year, we're going to see the expiration of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. The department's already asking and chomping at the bit uh, uh, to be asking us to simply reauthorize that, notwithstanding the fact that um, there are all kinds of examples of how this has been politicized, how se Section 702 has been misused. The, the current standard for a warrantless backdoor search of the content of communications of Americans, uh, American persons is reasonably likely to return evidence of a crime. But the ODNI's recently declassified uh, semi-annual report uh, released on December 22nd, 20, 21st of 2022, reports all kinds of non-compliant searches. These are just the ones we know about, just the ones that the ODNI report was able to identify, involving U.S. persons, including the, the, the searches of prospective FBI employees, members of a political party, individuals recommended to participate in the FBI Citizens Academy, journalists, and even a congressman. The politicization of the department is a problem. And you can tell your department, not a chance in hell we're going to be reauthorizing that thing without some major, major reforms. Your department is not trusted because it has been politicized. I know you are a good person. You have the ability to rein it in. I ask that you do so promptly. Thank you, Senator Lee. Senator Kerr. Wow. I, I don't know how he knows Merrick Garland is a good person. I'd, I'd love to see some evidence of that. Uh, the fruit would suggest otherwise. But, hey, who, what do we know? Uh, speaking of crazy stuff in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden was in Maryland yesterday, and uh, he says they're planning another ban on assault weapons. You're supposed to be very scared of assault weapons, which are really just semi-automatic firearms, which are owned by tens of millions of Americans. Uh, watch this. But guess what? We're going to ban assault weapons again, come hell or high water. And high-capacity magazines. 
Yeah, okay. They're going to ban assault weapons. Like, there's no, no other real problems to, to deal with. Um, speaking of real problems, uh, what a, a mess in Washington, D.C. Uh, the debt thing is now becoming a very serious crisis, folks. Uh, it looks like U.S. debt is now worse than the debt of Mexico. Here you see the graph. This is uh, for credit default swaps. Uh, now the U.S. Uh, debt is worse than Peruvian debt. It costs more to insure American government debt than it costs to insure Peruvian debt. Let me show you the next chart, too. Um, look at this, folks. Man, and, and Peru is not exactly a shining example of stability, right? They just had a coup attempt. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the new America, folks, where our debt is less secure than Peru. Okay. Uh, also, other news. Um, Democrat Mayor Patrick Wojan of College Park, Maryland, was mentored by Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the homosexual activist who, um, you know, when the train was spewing toxic chemicals all over the country. He had important things to do, like lecture about how many white people were on uh, construction sites. Turns out this guy, the mayor, uh, disciple of Pete Buttigieg, was just arrested on 16 felony counts of distributing child pornography. Uh, I'd like to ask Pete Buttigieg what he knew and when he knew it. Now, uh, the head of the World Health Organization, former communist terrorist, he was on the Politburo of the Tigray People's Liberation Front. Uh, he's very upset about the politicization of the COVID origins after spending three years politicizing COVID. Watch. I have written to and spoken with high-level Chinese leaders on multiple occasions as recent as just a few weeks ago. Until then, all hypotheses on the origins of this, the virus remain on the table. At the same time, the continued politicization of the origins research has turned what should be a purely scientific process into a geopolitical football, which only makes the task of identifying the origins more difficult. And that makes the world less safe. Yeah, says the communist Chinese puppet. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Uh, also, a uh, Harvard-trained professor... Marty Mackery of Johns Hopkins University, member of the National Academy of Sciences, just testified before the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. He accuses the U.S. government of being the biggest purveyor of disinformation on COVID. Our guest coming up in just a moment is going to talk more about this. But check out this excerpt from this hearing. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has oh, been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk? Uh, and he goes on, folks, in the interest of time. We'll cut it there. You can go find it also. But uh, one more thing before we go to our guest. The Senate just voted unanimously to declassify all the COVID origins information. It's called the COVID Origin Act of 2023. Uh, they asked for unanimous consent. Uh, there were no objections from any member of the Senate. Therefore, it passes. It's expected to pass in the House. And if and when it does, the Director of National Intelligence will have three months to declassify all intelligence on links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the People's Liberation Army with the COVID. Uh, also, uh, COVID research and other activities at the Wuhan lab, a list of researchers who became sick while working at that lab, and much more. But I got a text from uh, a friend who has been working in the Trump administration, and uh, he said this might be interesting, but much more important than what they're talking about 
I'm going to read for you word for word what he said in his text. I can't give his name. He says uh, the real thing to declassify would be the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in the vaccine or virus and any and all computer research on the spike, including components, including but not limited to ACE2 furin and TIMPRSS2 protease cleavage sites and CCR5 receptors. So it sounds like there may be more that needs to be declassified. We'll keep you updated on that. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to come right back with Dr. Paul Alexander. He was an epidemiologist in the Trump administration, served as an advisor in the Trump administration on these exact issues. We'll ask him for some of the inside scoop on what happened. Stay tuned. Art. Passion. Visual adventure. Value. Investment. Visit us at CoralGablesArtGallery.com or call 786-284-2249. Are you concerned about your child's education? Are you considering removing your children from the failing public schools? Greater Than I Ministries can help by giving you 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Biblical Worldview video series and a free home educator's kit as a bonus for your purchase. This powerful video series will thoroughly equip you and your family with the truth that you need to fight the battle of ideas warring against our families. And our free home educator's kit will instantly connect you with the resources you need to take control of your child's education. Just go to gtimin.com and click the Buy Now button at the top. Choose the DVD or the streaming version. Then enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout for your 15% discount. That's gtimin.com. Click the Buy Now button at the top. Choose the format you wish and enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout to receive our free Home Educators Kit and 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Worldview video series. You'll be glad you did. The Homegrown Generation Family Expo is back. The Homegrown Generation Family Expo is a live and fully interactive online conference coming March 6th through 9th. The conference will feature many of today's most popular speakers addressing the most important issues that homeschool families face. And every session will give you the opportunity to have your questions answered. Registration is now open at homegrowngeneration.com. Use the coupon code NEWMAN to save $10 on registration today. It'll be four days of nonstop encouragement and fun that you can enjoy from the comfort of your home. Registration includes lifetime access to every session. Mark your calendars for March 6th through 9th and visit homegrowngeneration.com to register today. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. 
feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Welcome back to The Sentinel Report. I'm Alex Newman, your host here on Frank's Page, Glendale TV, or whatever network you're watching us on. We appreciate you. Please support our advertisers, folks. That's how we pay the bills here. That's how we keep our staff paid, and that's how we make all of these things happen. Our guest today is Dr. Paul Alexander. He served as an advisor at the Department of Health and Human Services during the Trump administration, and he tried to push back on the uh, Fauci's and the Dr. Birx's and the others who were uh, spreading paranoia, hysteria, tyranny, and other things. Uh, he's a Canadian health researcher. He's a professor. Uh, he's done a lot of things. He's got a Substack, which is amazing. I highly encourage you to check it out. Uh, and he did try to push back on the career bureaucrats, their fear-mongering, their tyranny, the pro-injection extremism. Uh, now he advises various U.S. and Canadian officials on health policy. Uh, last year, he published a powerful book. It's called Presidential Takedown, How Anthony Fauci, the CDC, the NIH, and the WHO conspired to overthrow President Trump. That was co-written with uh, Kent Heckenlively. Uh, Dr. Alexander, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's an honor to have you. Um, you know, I have, I have so many questions for you, but I want to just start by asking you, what do you think is the most important thing for Americans today to understand about this entire, you know, the last three years, the, the pandemic, the vaccines, what happened in the Trump administration, what's happening now? What, in your opinion, is the most important thing to know? Well, Alex, first of all, thanks very much for having me and um, great show as always. And Mr. Lindell, uh, I'm an admirer of his work and uh, what he's doing. Look, I think um, overall today, if you listen to Macari and cooled off yesterday in that hearing, the bottom line is this. Everything that they did failed. Every single COVID policy from the beginning to today, every lockdown, every school closure, every mask mandate, every vaccine mandate, every single thing, business closure failed. None have worked, particularly this COVID mRNA um, technology gene injection. It is ineffective. It's failed on the bivalent booster, and it's very dangerous. It's actually causing deaths. And I think um, the most important thing is this. You know, just to, just to tee it up so that the, the listener could understand where we are going with this. Yeah, we have all these issues about the origins, whether it was from... Um, wet market or lab we know it was from a lab the question is which lab was it a lab in ukraine was it a lab in the united states was it a lab in china that's number one number two who was involved were high level u.s officials namely francis collins fauci uh people like barrack dazak these people were these people involved in the manufacture of a virus in a lab somewhere, be it Chapel Hill, etc., that escaped. Did it escape on U.S. soil? Did this happen in America? That's a second question. Third question. I am of the belief now, based on a paper that was written in 2015 by Mina Cherry, M-E-N-A-C-H-E-R-Y, Mina Cherry et al. They wrote a paper in 2015 published in Nature. And that paper they outlined that they stitched together uh, parts of the horseshoe and the mouse coronaviruses, they are uh, the backbone and the spike. They stitch it together, form the chimeric virus. They said so, 2015. They also published in that paper that it was not susceptible to any vaccine. They tried any monoclonal antibody. It had the capacity to effectively infect upper human respiratory airway cells, 
It could spread efficiently and that they said it was a pandemic potential, 2015. My belief is something around what they did with Ralph Barrett. This was NIH funded, Fauci and Francis Collins got loose. I believe this, this pathogen, this influenza-like illness pathogen that caused florid pneumonia in the vulnerable elderly was loose for several years before February 2020. We de they detected it officially. They detected with the PCR test what they knew was already circulating. I believe in the investigations that will come out to the American people that this was always circulating at a low level, benign. We detected it in February 2020, March. Why? We used that fraud, flawed over-cycle PCR test to affect the presidential election. We did so with the mail-in ballots to overthrow President Trump. President Trump, I don't care who wants to debate me on this, was overthrown by the deep state in the United States using those alphabet agencies, those health agencies, CDC, NIH, FDA, Fauci, Burks, they were all part of a scheme to overthrow President Trump and ensure that the pandemic response was devastating, that it hurt people, even his supporters, and that he was not reelected. Yes, we have problems with mail-in ballots. Yes, it looks like a lot of monkey business and, and theft even took place. But make no mistake, these people worked to undercut Trump and hurt him day in, day out. And they told me this in words. And the fact of the matter is this, that I am arguing most of the people who died across these last three years did not die from the COVID virus. They died from how they were treated in the medical system, how they, we sedated our elderly with midazolam and morphine. We comatose them. We, we, we made them malnourished and dehydrated. We isolated them in back rooms, no human touch. They died in misery and isolated. And when we were done with that, we pumped them with remdesivir, which was kidney and liver toxic. And when we were done with that, we intubated and we ventilated them. I am being as blunt as I could. Most people who died when this dust settles died not from that virus, but died with how we managed them and how they were handled. And we abused and we hurt our elderly people. We killed them. We killed the people in America with the pandemic response. That is where the investigation must go. And we must hold them to account. We must get justice. We must be in proper trials. Because if a judge says that these people must face prison time, we need to imprison them. This is not about mere culpa. These are people who cause the deaths of children and American adults needlessly. If we have to jail people, we have to jail them. I don't care who they are. Yep. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I saw recently on your Substack, we've got numerous uh, young people in Canada, uh, people who were at virtually no risk from the COVID who are now just dropping dead suddenly, um, almost certainly, it looks like, uh, from the uh, injections and things associated with them. 
Uh, there's just so many things we could talk about. Uh, we're down to just a couple of minutes left, Dr. Alexander. But I, I do want to ask you, um, you know, in the, uh, the when the Democrats controlled the House, they put out this report. They had a select committee investigating the covid response and they got really mad at people like you and, and uh, you and others who were in the administration that were pushing for, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, you know, calling uh, foul on the vaccines. Um how do we move forward from here? You mentioned trials. You mentioned prosecutions. Uh, what's a good way to start? And what do you have to say to all the people who attacked you well, and attacked everybody else? Well, first of all, I was vindicated because mm-hmm. they attacked me viciously, me and Dr. Scott Atlas. We were actually the first people's counsel. Yeah, there are a lot of people canceling Twitter and whatever. But if you want to talk about who aggressed upon, it was Dr. Atlas and myself because we were fighting Fauci and Burke's and the CDC, and the teachers' unions from on the inside. Trump was fighting them on the inside. We were there. We saw what he was doing. But the deep state runs itself. They run the country. You, If I had my way, the next administration, president, I would tell them from the moment I swear on the Bible, I hope it's Trump. If not Trump, I hope it's DeSantis. I would say this. Look, if a liberal comes around that loves nation, loves America, loves flag, loves the military, loves the police, loves the constitution, loves law and order, checks all those boxes, I'd consider voting for them too. We need to find that. But if I find whoever swears on that Bible must say this in one hour, one hour, warm up the beast because we're taking the beast to the Oval Office quickly. And when I sit down in the Oval Office, whoever it is, I'm going to reverse the liability protection that Azar gave all those vaccine companies and are, and are going to reverse it and sign an executive order making it retroactive because we want to go back and take all those people into court. I'm going to make sure that every single mandate, vaccine or otherwise, reverse. Every single person that lost a job that was laid off, military, police, nurses, I'm going to make sure they're rehired, given their back, back pay retroactive, plus some for the pain. Most importantly, I would look at all of the alphabet agencies and I will fire from director, top down, across all, about 100 deep. You have to go that deep. These people are conspirators. They hate America. They think they own America. They do not function for the well-being of Americans. I would fire them all. Fire them. I love it. Uh, Dr. Alexander, I hope we can get you back for a, a longer segment. This is fascinating information. Your book, Presidential Takedown, How Anthony Fauci, the CDC, the NIH, and the WHO Conspired to Overthrow President Trump. Thank you, sir, for all you're doing. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully we'll get you back. Thank you, sir. All righty, folks. That was Dr. Paul Alexander. Go follow him on Substack. It's palexander.substack.com. I'm Alex Newman. This is The Sentinel Report. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you all.